If you asked me when I was young what I wanted to be, I definitely wouldn't have said a love coach. I never felt lucky in love and always felt a step behind or slightly out of place. I was never asked to prom or homecoming for that matter. My first kiss was during a game of truth or dare at age 16 with some rando named Adam. Or was it Paul? Maybe John. Honestly, I barely remember it, and he probably doesn't either. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't the nerdy, ugly duckling that you might be picturing. I was a cheerleader. I started in the school plays. I was twice elected to student government. But I definitely was not one of the it girls, the women who naturally knew how to attract guys. When I went to college, I felt like I was the only virgin there. Surveys showed at that time that 65% of people had sex in high school. Now, 20 years later, that number has dropped to about 55%. More on that later. Every time I would go out with my friends, I'd end up holding their coats and purses while my friends chatted it up and gave out their numbers like they were Tic Tacs. I felt worse than invisible. I felt different. Back then, few people on TV and in magazines looked like me. The standard of beauty in those days didn't account for brown skin, wild curly hair, and a fuller figure. I didn't see men falling for a woman because of her provocative intellect and snappy sense of humor. By the time I was an adult, I was a full-on love cynic. I moved to Los Angeles and dove headfirst into my work. I found career success early getting my first assistant job at CBS in the casting department at the ripe old age of 21. The harder I worked, the more I was recognized, and the more it made me want to keep working. My job gave me validation and worth, so it is what I put my effort and attention toward. Chasing boys was a road to heartache, but the harder I loved CBS, the more love it gave me in return. I devised a clear life plan. I would work my ass off for the next 10 to 15 years, and then when I'd sucked up all the love for my career, I would magically meet a man that fit right into my life. I wouldn't leave this coveted yet exhausting career as a casting director to have kids, but I told myself that my future husband would somehow make it all work. My boss at CBS was light years ahead of me, She had followed the same path 20 years earlier and ended up in a loveless marriage, supporting two kids and a husband on her executive salary while he shuffled from gig to gig. She filed for divorce and made dating her top priority. This new thing called online dating was all the rage for 40-something divorcees and dudes in their mom's basements, or so I thought. It was impressive, nonetheless, that she would line up two or three dates after work before she had to pick up her kids from her ex's house. At one point, she was even in a relationship with the CEO of a global ice cream chain. I couldn't believe he was on the dating site. His mom must have had a very nice basement. Meanwhile, I would often stay out until midnight with some actor-slash-poet-slash-musician who seemed more interested in what I could do for them as a casting director than who I was as a person. One of the many mornings I dragged my hungover bones into the office, my boss stared into my bloodshot eyes, poorly disguised after a night of broken-hearted bawling. I don't like these guys you're going out with, she said, concerned. You should try online dating. I literally LOL'd. 
Online dating was not for successful women in their 20s. I met tons of men. I went out all the time. I had excuse after excuse at the ready. Yet, as I stared at my Dickensian ghost of dating future, it began to make sense. <laughs>